0: Hey, everybody on planet Earth! It is me, your best friend, O Jeremiah. Both of us, because once again, here is Aaron. You. you oh okay? my
1: goodness! You almost said my maiden name.
0: Uh, sorry, it's just that's embarrassing. Should we start? You want to just keep going? I haven't changed
1: my voicemail yet, so it's okay.
0: Okay, uh, we are talking today on the podcast about bandits. And Bandits is the seventh song on the record, and we thought it would be really fun to talk about the actual making of the record today, because a lot of people don't know this. The The record, though it's called The Other End of Passing Time, we went into the studio thinking it was going to be called Mistaken and Pardoned, mm-hmm. which was a line from Bandits. So we're going to kind of walk you through what it was like going to Maine and why we chose Maine why Sam Kassir, why we made some of the choices we did, and we think it'd be fun if we just did that in podcast form. Yeah. So the the song Bandits was inspired by the book East of Eden and
1: Which I made him read.
0: Which she made me read. That was a very uh, she reminds me every time anyone mentions John Steinbeck. Literally every time well, she Well
1: you re- claim it's your favorite book and you're welcome.
0: <laughs> Thank you for so much more. Mm-hmm And so that's that's basically the backstory of Bandit. It was just inspired by the Garden of Eden and the Snake in the Garden and all those other things. And we went into the studio. I knew that this was this was actually one of the first songs we knew we were going to put on the album. And I wrote it with just these big this big drum feel in my head, and Sam heard it, and we all heard it, so we knew going into the studio this was going to be a really important one to us.
1: Sam is the producer.
0: Sam is the producer. He has produced records. Uh, my my hero, Josh Ritter, has done three records with him, and he's played on, I think, all of his records, maybe a, maybe shy of a couple, but he's been involved with Josh Ritter. He's done Lake Street Dive. Um, Elephant. Elephant Revival. That's true.
1: Solid name drop, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it was really good. So... I've been a fan of his for a really long time, and we reached out to him and got connected to him, and he was interested in in going on this goofy adventure with us, and his recording studio is in Maine, and the only time we could make the schedules work out was in March. I don't know if any of these listeners have been to Maine in March, but it is spectacularly cold. We had never seen winter before. We'd heard about it, and we'd read about it in books, but winter... In Maine, especially in March, because usually in in Mississippi and in Alabama, March is delightful. That's whenever you're like playing volleyball and <laughs> cutting your grass and stuff. But in Maine, it was the opposite. There was not gra- any grass to be found.
1: Right, just mounds of snow.
0: Yep, and we and had ice. and ice. Good go one. <laughs> and we <laughs> his his recording studio is called the Great North Sound Society. And we lived in this farmhouse from, I think it's from the 20s, and it was two rooms to a bed. and What? Two beds to a room, thank you. Solid. Wow. Uh, two beds to a room. And it was... Not, it,
1: well, yeah. Basically. Basic, kind of, yeah. There's a lot you of You haven't rooms. done
0: anything on this the podcast is, but nitpick.
1: Well, <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm here for. We should have a podcast about how I edit everything.
0: Okay. You want to you wanna start... How did it feel for you going into the studio? Because Erin actually has a classical background. She's used to playing in orchestras. And this was her first time as like a real like executing ideas as a studio musician, right?
1: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: So what you want to talk about that time? I'd like to do it again. Well we're Well, hoping I'd hope to. so. <laughs> 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 That'd
1: be fair. Um, no, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And then after that, I got a couple people asking if I could play on their record after not just because of that experience but um basically i'm more likely to say yes because i really enjoyed it
0: what so what what about it did you did you enjoy
1: oh i guess that's more interesting yeah um
0: because you you're literally I didn't really say she's sorry. so clammy right now i wish you guys could see her she's turning red and there's no one in the room with us
1: <laughs> um so what did i like most about it it was just a very creative atmosphere and everyone was working to see what the song was supposed to sound like. You know, like it was already there. You don't want to, the, the bare bones of a song will always be the same and they should stand alone to be a good song, right? But then, like, if everyone's kind of, like, getting on the same page in the production of it, like, it's really cool to have to have that kind of say-so. Because this is the only time I've ever, like, been in a studio and, and like, talk with a team about how a song should end up, you know?
0: And it was really, it was really interesting for me because it was like I was working, it wasn't like I was exactly working with my hero. So going into a room with people you know have earned the title of your actual hero was something that I'd never experienced Oh, yeah, Jeremiah.
1: I was, like, so stoked to be in the room with Sam.
0: There was, yeah, there was one night where I got, like, super emotional about the whole thing, made a huge, just, I just looked so goofy in front of them. And they were very gracious, and they understood. Um, and then they kind of shrugged it off, which I was very appreciative of.
1: Are you talking about when you just laid your heart on the table that one
0: night? Yeah, I thought that was pretty clear in the description I made, but
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> so. a good night.
0: So, so the the team that made this record, a guy named Diedrich Strauss played uh, the the horns, and he was he was a really great guy. So you hear him on Bandits. Him and Aaron are actually playing that melody, the one that sounds like this. And he played that with Aaron, so they blended the two sounds together, and that's why it sounds like a kind of other world. Yeah, you can't really thing. tell.
1: Like, someone's asked me for like, what instrument is playing that? Oh, oh, I have a fun story about this one. I'm ready. So we went to our um, pianist, uh, Bryson Hatfield, who came to the studio with us, and he's, like, one of the funniest people I know, so it was great having him there. He was, we decided at the very end to have that main theme that you just heard come back like that was always part of the song was the main theme so he didn't know when to come in at the end like just by listening to scratch vocals he didn't really know when he was recording he's like okay when do I play and we were like you play after the violin does this it was going to be like a kind of echoey part and Sam was just like hey Aaron can you just go in in a mic and we'll just record you like humming it you don't have to get your violin out just do it real quick just like kind of uh, like noodle just hum along so that he can know when he's supposed to come in. So I literally just was like da 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 And so we did that just like so that Bryson could literally know when he was supposed to play. Like that was not intentionally supposed to be a part of the song. And then later on, like whenever we kept listening back to it, Sam I would have never thought this, but Sam was like, Oh my goodness, can we keep that? Aaron, go let's record that. Let's get you actually doing that seriously. And so we kept it.
0: So that's the end of the song is what turned out to be just some goofy idea that we committed. It wasn't
1: even an idea. It was just like it, a placeholder. It was like a teaching tool. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just yeah. kind of like go do this so that they know when to come in. And that was the best way I could communicate with was was with does.
0: And then <laughs> Matt Barrick, who has played in uh, The Walkman, and he came in and he did the drums. He flew out to play on the record with us, and he did just an amazing job. Every song he had heard maybe once or twice, and then he turned it into What You Hear. And then the Wednesday after we recorded with him, he was on Jimmy Fallon. I remember that.
1: Yeah, we were like, okay, Matt, we'll probably never see you again. Bye. And then he's like, I'll be on Fallon Wednesday night if you want to wave. And I was like, what?
0: (laughs) exactly how she was she was like
1: what well, I'm, that's how i am
0: true so this is the seventh song on the record we thought this was going to be the first song we thought it was going to be the
1: title of we the thought we're going to be the
0: title of the album and uh things changed. but we still really love this song and this is one of our favorite ones to play live we don't really we're not really sure why but we really love this song
1: it's a fun one yeah
0: and the song is called bandits
2: So we packed them in our suitcases, dressed ourselves in simple graces, buried our sins in the trenches. I hope that I'm mistaken and pardoned. I think I hear a snake in the garden. We drove into, we saw this sun tried to run, but in the midst of his eclipse, we called him with our bandit tricks, I tied him to a string, now I carry him with me, I hope that I'm mistaken and pardoned, I think I hear a snake in the garden. See? In my